for sure. Thank you for accepting and welcome to the channel. This is mine. Anyway, first of all, congrats to you, Jason, on your new venture. Hope to feature more episodes as well. Thank you. So, do you feel honored to be the first guest that I ever thought of? Ah, uh, so I, so I am the first guest, lah. It's definitely I'm very honored to be, and a lot of pleasure, lah, because ah, uh, to be the first ever person, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was just pulling your leg. Okay, um, it's quite fitting <laughs> that you're wearing your Man United jersey and I'm wearing my Arsenal yep. jersey. It's it's a it's a. How is the Scottish team treating you? <laughs> well, that was horrible. Uh, but everyone seems to say that it's just a preseason. But honestly, Arsenal being Arsenal, I have my doubts. Anyway, before we digress, it's quite fitting that we're speaking about sports and wearing our sports jerseys today. Um, as you know, there's a lot of racism in highlight under spotlight, especially after the Euros 2020 finals. So I was thinking that maybe we could have a conversation about it, right? So before we begin, I know that you are all over your social media. You're a big England fan, so go on, tell us, uh, give us a little bit of a feel. How was your Euro 2020? I think it was a, a great Euro for me personally because uh, I've been an England fan since uh, since I saw Beckham for the first time. <laughs> Where did you <laughs> see him? No, 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 no. I mean, on, on in in TV lah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was introduced okay. to David. David Beckham, so probably around 1998. From then, I okay. followed every club, MU, England, and everything. And uh, since then, I've always felt like England has never fully uh, reached its potential. There, there was the golden generation with uh, Beckham, Gerrard, Lampard, and all all of them, and still they couldn't do anything. And then in this particular Euro, uh, pretty much. People would say they were handed in a platter because uh, out of the eight games or seven games they had to play, six, I mean ninety percent was uh, in Wembley. Yet correct, then we need, yeah. But I felt like boys did really well considering the the age of these players and all that. They were extremely uh, confident. They they finished the job well, and uh, some would say it's a, it's a very boring game and all that. I just thought the the most important thing is to win. And they won, and they only considered uh, two goals in the entire tournament, except for what happened after the final. Yeah, correct. I mean, uh, just going off on what you said, retrospectively, I think England did really well for a team that only considered two goals and to have lost the title. It just says so much about the team. And personally, yeah. I feel Gareth Southgate, although throughout the tournament. He was uh, slacked off for having like making wrong choices or having a very boring English team. But when you look at that English team, just like what you said, you know that there was a star-studded team with Beckham, Lampard, Gerrard, and all that, right? This team had it was basically star-studded throughout. But to have yeah. the the um, to be daring enough to put people like Rashford, Sancho, all these star players on the bench that says a lot. Right. Grealish on the yeah. bench. That says a lot, and to be honest, yeah, I I I do believe that England did really well, bar yeah. what happened in the finals. So before we go to the finals, right? Um, before we go to the results of the finals, I would like to ask you: Do you think uh, Gareth Southgate did a mistake by his lineup for the penalty takers, or did you think the mistake lied on the boys' shoulders, the boys who missed? Yeah, I, I I would think that uh, I I 
I pretty much love Southgate throughout the tournament. Uh, who he fielded, uh, you know, his vision and all that. But the only problem I had with him was during the penalty take, the, uh, introducing uh, uh, Rashford and Sancho there because it's a final and it's a huge uh, pressure on on the shoulders of the players. And you don't introduce people to go in and take a penalty kick. You have to introduce people who have already played in the game. They've already felt at least about thirty to forty minutes of the of the pressure of the entire game. The the atmosphere, the crowd cheering you while you touch the ball and all that, or booing you when you're touching the ball either way. And then when you go to the penalty shoot, uh, penalty take, already know what's at stake. I mean, definitely these players know what's at stake, but you've already grown into the game. When you just walk in and then you go into a do or die situation, it's, it's going to be extremely difficult. Even the most uh, you know, uh, professional players, uh, not not to say professional, even the most expert players would miss the chance. Even people like Beckham, who was at one point the dead ball specialist in the world, missed penalties. That's how much pressure there is. And for you to uh, be putting in Rashford and Sancho at the worst of all, the must-win ball into Saka. I don't know. I don't know if I should... Uh, Put it on Southgate entirely, or on other senior players who did not step up, like Sterling or even Grealish. You know, telling the boy, like you know, like what Roy Keane said, should be when senior players should have said, "No, let me go and finish it, finish the job." Or if it, because they know if they he doesn't finish the job, he's going to be the scapegoat. And uh, so I think Southgate was also at fault there. And the last one, probably even the senior players should have stepped up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you you brought up Roy Keane. Uh, I think Jack Grealish, he tweeted the next day in response to uh, what Roy Keane said. And he said, look, I said that I was going to take the, the, the penalty kick, you know, but I was not allowed to be there, uh, allowed or I was not given the opportunity to do it by Gareth Southgate. But he said, I respect the, the manager's decision. So mm-hmm. what I think is, yeah, definitely Sterling or Grealish should have taken the kick. Definitely shouldn't. Yeah. Should have. But... There is a possibility that in the training, while they were practicing shootouts, definitely they did. Saka, Rashford, Sancho, they might have buried 10 out of 10. The goals, you know. So that might have been it. But then again, me personally, I'm a huge Saka fan. As you can see, I'm an Arsenal fan. And we know what he's been doing for some time now. And it's great that the whole England are seeing it now, what he is. Unfortunately, he's been marred by such such a catastrophe in this spot. You know, I think Ozil put it best. If I score, I'm a national hero. But if I yeah. don't score, I'm a... I'm an immigrant. Correct. Immigrant. Correct, yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's ridiculous what uh, actually turned out because did you, did you see what Saka posted? You know, he had like a week off. I was really itchy yeah. to see what, what he said. Just a few hours ago. Just a few hours ago, yeah. right? Yeah. And in that statement, he said, the moment he missed that ball, he knew that he's going to be getting some racial attacks. That is hurtful, yeah. you know, for a 19-year-old boy, you know. Little did you know, this, this boy is actually like a straight-A kid, you know. Smart fellow. Yeah. Smart yeah. fellow, yeah. achieving well. And honestly, sorry, I, I would like to speak on a little bit. Um, when I was watching the game, every one of us were tweeting, right? Everyone of us were tweeting. And when I saw the game, and when I saw Saka miss the ball and I saw his face, immediately what came to mind was what happened 
with Beckham. If you remember Beckham 1998 World Cup, he did a stupid foul and he was in the height of his yeah. prime, right? Stupid foul, got sent off. Against uh, Diego Simon. Yes. And that whole time after that, he was getting attacked. This is not racial, but he was attacked crazily. And so for the qualifiers of the 20, uh, 2002 Korea Japan World Cup, right? He scored that, 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 uh, the goal that shook the world. That's what he was touted as. Yeah. So that's when everybody, right? So then that's when everybody started looking at him as like this hero again. So I was thinking about it from that perspective. He's going to be attacked. Saka is going to be attacked. But I didn't think for a second about the racial aspect. And then uh, I also followed these guys on AFTV. And one of the characters on it is DT. And I saw DT immediately tweeted, oh no, look, he's going to be racially attacked after this. That's when it hit me. This is going to happen. True enough. Within minutes, people were already tweeting from Wembley. People are being attacked. You know, Italians were attacked. People outside and yeah. the racial slurs. You know, I was watching some of the live uh, uh, recordings in the stadium itself. The moment he missed, that's it. You could hear it in the distance. You could hear it. So it's ridiculous how these people are, you know. They go from one moment, united as a nation. It's coming home. It's coming home. And the next thing, just that. But I want to ask you, is it fair that we are just looking at... Yeah, England is an, uh, a footballing nation. They are very different. They are very um, hyper. They are very rowdy, right? But is it fair to say that this only exists in England and not anywhere else? The reaction, the racist so, reaction. The, 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 right now, England is at the spotlight. But at the same time, you know about England fans. Uh, they have another... They're notoriously known as hooligans as well. Uh, you know, wherever they travel in big packs for any any of the competitions, and you know, when things don't go their way, uh, you know, things get kind of ugly. And as you said, every time England gets kicked out from from a major tournament, there is a scapegoat, and that particular scapegoat, no matter how young he is, he faces this trauma for for the next uh, few months until his club fans start supporting him, bringing him giving him the confidence, that's when they come back. But just like what, I just wanted to comment on what you said about uh, DT, right? I was uh, watching his uh, interview after that. Actually, he, he even after he tweeted that, he was in a in a pub in London, if I'm not mistaken. He was actually scared to go back home because uh, of, of the type of attack he's going to get. So that's, that's such a shitty feeling to have in your own country where you were born and you feel uh, that, you know, something uh, you're not safe anymore but like what you said it's it's not a, a problem that's only specific to english uh, or english fans it's something that happened in other countries uh, for example if you know in spain a few years ago spanish uh, team uh, you know even the same england team uh, i think uh, sean Wright clips and uh, show who's the other one they had the same issue in the stadium their coach spanish uh, coach was extremely racist and everything and only later on, the Spanish uh, Football Association, they actually, uh, you know, find him and all that. So, it, it's not something specific to one particular nation. But, of course, uh, right now, England is at the, at the limelight because of the fact, maybe because of the fact, uh, it has been happening. It's, it, as an England fan, I know I have been disappointed, not with the team, but with the fans throughout. The way they were booing at the national anthem of, of the other countries. The way they were, you know, booing at the players, taking the knee for uh, against uh, racism and all that 
excuse all uh, actions that were uncalled for and this was just the shittiest of the shit correct yeah then another thing about this um taking the knee right they've been doing it since last season all the games so what is that yeah. about does that amount to anything so what is it just a symbol symbology you know just kneel down it doesn't have any effect i mean i'm not bashing into the um practice of something that is actually you know um proper to be highlighted you know and racism all colors all whatever and it but if it's going to be something that is touted and just made out of like um like a product Lip you know service. correct what is the point what is the point you know you, you know um yeah it's correct you say lips of this you know who does this everyone kneels down on the ground uh, kneels down one foot and then you know uh, black lives matter they raise a hand or whatever right barcelona does it griezmann you see where i'm going with this griezmann yeah. dembele they do it yeah while everybody was singing it's coming home and getting crazy and all that it may have gotten lost in the news but you and i had a conversation about it the whole griezmann and dembele the snapchat being leaked this was a 2019 clip right Right, so right. for to those of you who are watching and you have no idea what are we talking about in 2019 um Barcelona had made a trip to Japan it was one of their pre-season tours and Griezmann and Dembélé Ousmane Dembélé they are the best of friends they go everywhere together right and so they were sitting on the in their hotel room and they were getting ready to play pro evolution soccer pro evolution soccer pass pass is made by Konami a Japanese company right So they're sitting down and they have no idea how to plug in their PS4 into the hotel system. So they have to get the Japanese guys who are working in the hotel to come and help them fix it. So while they were fixing and they were having a conversation among themselves like how to and they obviously speaking Japanese in a very heated way, Dembele starts to record a story and says, "What kind of uh disgusting language they are speaking." And he said that to Griezmann And that's fine. That is racism. What is that about? So w- when that was leaked uh, recently, they were literally forced to make an apology. And I I can't remember exactly what they were saying because what their their apology it sounded half-hearted at best. So then Konami hearing this happening, Konami actually sponsors uh, Griezmann, Antoine Griezmann. Griezmann is the face, the spokesperson for Yu-Gi-Oh the cards. So they retracted their sponsorship. He's no longer the face anymore, right? And he came out and make, made an apology and all that thing was happening. So it's not fine, you know, and just because it's swept under the rug that does not mean it's not there. And where is the filter? Where does it stop? And kids viewing this, you know, Griezmann and Dembele, they are star players. They uh, right, kids look up to them, you know. What is the kind of message that you put out? You know, what's your take on this? Am I rambling off? No, no, no. I I think I think it's true. It's it's uh it happens to you you take it seriously and then you go and do it on other people. It's so uh, hypocritical and you know to to merely uh do a PR spin, apologize for the sake of apologizing and then you know because these guys think they are millionaires, billionaires you want to be fine okay it's okay that because of uh, of 
the 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 fact that they don't take it so seriously they just take it as a uh, you know pr uh, gone bad let's fix it that's why i think people just you know uh, we'll just pay a fine and walk off kind of thing and and when players do it themselves and, you know players are okay with doing it and then they go and uh, take a knee for racism or or you know an armband let's kick racism a show red card to racism they don't feel or don't preach it then it's going to be so uh, it's going to be a baseless thing fans are just going to do it because players are doing it anyway and yeah so so i think it it should have more meat if you're going to come with campaigns and all that it should have uh, more more uh, meat in more more to be to buy because uh, if if players like this do it just ban them or you know suspend them for a whole year that's when you take take a serious stance you know there, there was another thing i was thinking about it Racism has been there for a long time, okay. Uh, you know, since the times of uh, 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 Jesse Owens, uh, I think in 1936, you know, he was a white black player, a, a white black runner. He he won at the Olympics, I think, four gold medals. And then Hitler, in his uh, appreciation speech, uh, uh, you know, congratulated the other German players because he wanted to show German, uh, 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 you know, uh, superior, and they could win the Olympics. But this guy came. broke the record like it was no one's business and Hitler totally not this particular guy because he was black and it has been there since a long time and and I'm pretty sure it was there even before that and uh, just that documented probably this is a, a very famous uh, incident it's going to be continue to be here unless we really unless the, the football association the players the club take it very seriously just look at the super league issue that, that was taking place uh, last season right the fans uh you know were bashing their own clubs you know you know what happened in old trafford uh, you know what spurs did and all that all this happened within hours things went back to normal you know uh, the the necessary football association were were, were conducting the acts you know some some changes were made and all that because it involves billions it involves money it involves fans and all that why isn't the same thing happening to racism because it racism doesn't cost anything it's just offend it just offends that particular minority people so so be it. it's not going to cost my 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 pocket so they they're not going to give their full hearted uh, effort into it that's what i think what, what do you think this i agree i agree because uh, you see brisman you know what is happening on the news right now if you if you google him he is in a swap deal to go back to atletico Yeah, yeah, that's correct. what's on the news. Yeah. What happened? This was literally just last week. Isn't this a bigger news? You know. Yeah. So what? We, we are worried about a guy who it does not make sense. You know, the plight of a bigger thing that is moral. You know, moral. This is something that is going to last. If that is something that is just overlooked for something that is more financially based, then it's. It's something for us to look at at ourselves and figure out what is wrong. What is wrong with the system, you know? So now, I'm going to bring it back home, right? Come racism, home. yes. <laughs> racism in sports in Malaysia. Yeah. Before we begin, before we begin, um, last time when I was uh, in school, huh? I went to a sekolah kebangsaan, a Malay school, right? 
And it, it was, when I say Malay, it doesn't mean it's Malay, it's everybody's there, you know, and this is like one national of the school, best yeah. memories. Yes, national school, correct. And if you know, Skolak sons are the best, right? You have so much of memories there, everything. But of course, being at such a young age, when maybe I was eight, nine, ten, you know, and when you would go out for sports and all that, right? The K word, you know, the K word, the derogatory word that is used, used towards Indians, it was thrown around at me so many times. And I yep. cannot tell you how it makes you feel, feel, you know. It makes you feel small for something that you're born into. And at that point, I didn't understand. None of us did, you know, until we are bigger now. And now you can see the word 10 times to me, it's not going to affect me, you know, because it's just a word. But back then, yep. it was said in a derogatory form, Right. And you and I both know as much as we say, like, you know, we are above and beyond, we're above and beyond it now. This stuff still happens. Although you don't hear it as much, it still happens now. I'm talking about it from my perspective as an Indian. And I'm not saying it's just directed at Indians. It is directed at Malays, at Chinese, at Punjabis, everyone. You know, deep down, somebody always says something racist. And that comes down to the awareness, right? So spots. I think it was last year, right? Uh, March 2020. Yeah, yeah March 2020. Right. Our uh, B. Satya Nadan, the uh, technical director and coach of the Selangor team, the, the, the Red yeah. Giants, I think they call themselves. Apparently, um, he fielded too many Indian players, too many, I'm not sure how many. He fielded too many Indian players and he was racially abused, uh, like verbally abused and all that after the game. So much so that he was so worried about his own safety and his family's safety because he got that much of threat that he had to make a police report. Let me ask you, as an athlete uh, or as, an, as a person in that elite level, right? You're a coach of a state team, you know. Is it fair that you'd be discriminated in this way based on race? Yeah, that's the thing. You can be at the top of the world and people still only see race not your criteria, not your qualification. I mean, this guy is not someone who's uh, coaching a school team. He's one of the best in the country. If he's there, he's one of the best. And do you really think he's going to, do you really think he's going to, he got there because he chose people of his own skin color or because favoritism or anything? It's going to be tactics and all that. And just because when, when the team does well, he's a hero, like what you say, when the team doesn't do well, suddenly all kind of you know, illogical things come up. Okay, I, I understand banter. You know, all of us have gone through that. You know, a player is so shitty. You know, Harry Maguire, I hated him for a long time. Now he's, he's good. But whenever he plays or whenever he does something, yeah, and I, I, I attack how he plays. And most supporters, true supporters, attack how their players play and all that. You don't go on a personal level. You don't go to their skin or to their family. And that's just, not, not someone who, who believes in the uh, beautiful uh, game. It, it's something else. It's just uh, something wrong somewhere with you. That's what, I, that's what I think. When we speak about racism in uh, sports, especially in Malaysia, right? The, the, the beauty of uh, Ms. Boon Sidi training uh, Lee Chong Wei and Lee Chong Wei being the champion that he is now, that's a beautiful story, you know? Uh, there was a school in JB where they were uh, segregated a particular race can only play a particular sport. Like Chinese can only stay, play basketball and then Indians have to play something or something like that. 
and it was it became viral and uh, thankfully many many went against that uh, and you know even even the i think the uh, crown prince of joho also condemned the action and all that and of course that should be the way the reaction was right but uh, even i can't even brain someone thinking of putting that on paper and, and thinking you know this is good this is a good plan let's execute it Where, what was the guy's thought process? And we, I, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have been one guy making the decision. It would have been a collective decision. What was going on in their mind? What did they think when, when they were speaking about it? I can't honestly uh, bring their, their, their mindset in that in the situation. Uh, you were saying about Lee Chong Wei. I remember yeah. that time. When, but at that particular time, Malaysia was a bit uh, down. As in, there were a lot of... Uh, issues happening politically and all that and you know we were we were not in the uh, we were having a good name in 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 the newspapers and that's when Lee Chong Wei I think he won something I forgot I, I totally forgot and you know the whole country was just behind him and uh, we we were divided I remember the quote uh, divided by politics united by Lee Chong Wei and that should be the way because he no one saw him as a Chinese guy playing or you know uh, uh, an outsider playing it's just a malaysian playing carrying the malaysian flag he has the malaysian crest on his on his uh, heart that should be the way and that's the beauty of sports it it gives you that dream you know like you know you, a small kid can think that one day i'll be there uh, you know someone playing football just just among us we, we are 30 almost in our 30s and all that and when we play we feel like oh i want to play like this one like that but you know it makes you dream and especially for for smaller smaller uh, boys and all these or girls you know when they're playing and play. and, and speaking of girls i i just remember i forgot her name uh, she was she's a tottenham player on the women's play uh, game uh, i think last year when she when they had a game and uh, she went to go and take a corner uh, corner kick uh, one of the other player from the opposition actually made the monkey noise at her and at first it didn't hit her and then later on it hit her and at half time she was so broken and all that and later on they made lost a complaint and they was also um, suspended or something so it's not something exclusive to men's football it happens all across the board and uh, coming back to the point if it's going to be so racially uh, uh, challenged uh, you know discriminated or you know many people are discriminated then they come up then they get racially abused there's going to be a lot of people a lot of small kids who don't even want to get into sports because they would feel like you know what's the point like what you say saka he didn't have a good uh, journey towards here sterling he has been with that hashtag boy from brenta if i'm not mistaken. yeah uh, something he was, he was he kept on hashtagging that you know that boy he knew this was going to happen he wouldn't have uh, you know chose this part probably made him millions huh? but he's, he's not going to let what is it and and speaking of Sterling it's so hypocritical of, of the fans of this particular fans the guy who got them into finals this particular black guy got you to the finals with all the goals that time he was a hero and then suddenly three guys missed then entire you know uh, just speaking off on that point uh, another person who has been very vocal uh, about uh, racism in football is Thierry Henry Terry Henry has gone on so many shows and spoken about racism. I think he went on the Graham Norton show. It's it's a it's this British guy has a talk show and and when he was speaking about what he faced, like people throwing bananas at him when he goes to the corner kick or people spitting at him, 
And these, you know, this happened in the 2004, 2005 and all these kind of things. It happened then. But when he was saying, the crowd was laughing at him as if it's not true, you know. So that's another thing where it's like, it is treated as if like the boy cried wolf, you know. It's not taken seriously. But that's back then. Yeah. Yeah, but but now since this particular issue is in highlight, uh, it actually shows the world that this is a real issue, and uh, you know, it's it's not it's not like a third world kind of issue because people do look up to countries like UK and US, thinking they're the best. And when things like things can go wrong like this, online abuses, and then you know what happened to Rashford's uh, picture, the mural. Yes. People wrote the N word and all that. You know, things can happen in, in first world countries like that. Uh, that's when it, it's a wake up call to, to many others. It's it's not something exclusive because they like to push it away as a third world country kind of mentality. So people yeah. who are not civilized and all that. But look at what's happening. The best, of the best is behaving like this. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And um, I think uh, quite recently Boris Johnson he mentioned it in the parliament, right? Uh, yeah. about the what, what was it called again the online harassment bill online har- uh, online harm bill if I'm not mistaken online harm bill and what is it about do you uh, it's basically because okay uh, uh, Boris Johnson has been getting a lot of uh, uh, criticism after this issue came into light because of a few things he has made some sexist racist remarks in the past but also mainly because he refused to condemn England fans for booing uh, the players who took them. His idea was, uh, you know, you, you, you have your right to peacefully protest if you don't want to uh, support this uh, knee for racism kind of thing. But that's where it led to because, you know, when, if you didn't condemn that particular part, an extension of that, that uh, rowdy behavior is this particular thing that happened to these three players. And now, uh, you know, the opposition and many, many people are pointing the finger at Boris Johnson saying, you are also answerable, you are also responsible because you didn't take a hard stand. And now Boris Johnson has come and said that he's going to introduce an online arms bill to legislate uh, racism online. So how it would work is he has met with the uh, uh, major people in Facebook, TikTok, Instagram and Twitter to also uh, ensure that racist uh, or, or hate speech is actually removed from their platform if it's posted and if not then the bill would, would find uh, 10% uh, of their global revenue so for example you there's a comment on facebook it's found there uh, the you facebook would be fined 10% of their global revenue and all that so uh, of course it's, it's, a, it's a good thing there's something that dt also told uh, that's the guy right the scientist spoke yeah the Arsenal, uh, yeah the DT guy, it, 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 it's a sound thing, but, you know, uh, he would believe when it's actually in, in, in place no? and, and he does his work. So that's the thing. And another thing also, you know, you know how when you you are you post something on Twitter or Instagram or, uh, or Snapchat or wherever, something that infringes copyright of, of any, yeah. any big artist and all that, you, you immediately, the uh, system... Uh, Removes your particular entire song or remove your entire uh, that, that particular posting. So Correct. it's because that involves money and all that. So if the system, Facebook and Twitter and all these people have that system to immediately recognize and take it down, why aren't they doing the same thing for racism and hate speech? Because 
pretty much is the same it causes harm one is stealing someone's uh, intellectual property another one is causing or abusing someone so is there stealing someone's dignity yeah exactly is there a political will to do that mhm okay yeah so yeah we we've spoken a bit on malaysia's uh, stance in this though not many have been reported we all know that like malaysia throughout the world racism is very much alive although now as opposed to what it was last time people are more aware of it people tend to condemn it you know it is not accepted generally it's not accepted but there's this small uh, group of people who is just ruining it for everyone you know yeah. that's happening in england that's what happened in england and that's happening everywhere else right so now we're seeing um uh the the parliament the the english parliament they they're trying to do something about it the government they're trying to do something about it do you think such a bill or such a rule or such a law is needed in malaysia what do you think yeah definitely but uh you know because uh, i read somewhere within 2023 malaysia is expected to have an estimated 29.4 million online users by 2023 about three years from now and uh, you will need pro- proper laws to regulate these users because you know hate speech is everywhere not in sports only uh, you know some guy can post something and then that uh, you know uh, politi- politics you can be against a particular politician and their cyber troopers can come in here and do that it's everywhere and uh, you know malaysia i mean some people can say is it as uh, as prevalent as serious as it is in uh, other country i mean so far uh, you guys only only quoted one particular case but you don't know the the full extent of it pandalena renong she's a, she's a malaysian superstar she gets bashed all the time just because of how she dresses up and all that so it's happening it's there it's just that people are not opening their eyes to the seriousness of it so the government has to take a more serious stance because it's not something that only affects sport it's also affecting politics it's affecting you know everywhere uh, you know celebrities everyone is getting the state speech and all that so you know with 29.29 29.45 uh, million users coming up if it's unregulated it's just going to be haywire and we are going to be embarrassing ourselves in the eyes of the world Okay. Let's no not uh, let's hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. So, next year is it coming home? <laughs> I won't tell. Let, let let us go through that. <laughs> I won't think it. <laughs> the only time I say it's coming home was when on final event. <laughs> <laughs> But this time around everybody believed it. Like really I, even I believed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really think uh, England is going to put up a good fight like next uh, next World Cup but they want to say anything too early anything can happen anytime. Yeah. Okay, so Prusho, I enjoyed our conversation today. Uh thank you so much for accepting. Uh we had thank some insightful Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. We had some insightful discussion so hopefully our paths cross again on this platform in the future. Yeah. Hopefully you call me for another interesting topic. <laughs> okay, good night. Bye. Good night, bye.